to this special edition of the Gold Star Podcast. It's your host, Nana, your boy, you already know. And I have my sister here. What's good? What's good? What's good, people? It's your girl, King Nanaya. Nanaya? I don't know why she goes by King Nanaya. She's a female. I mean, I again, run, gender barriers, you know. I here. run everything. I'm an empire of my own. Yes. Okay. I'm a queen and king. We hear that. We hear that. But um, me and her were having an interesting conversation. So, I thought this would be a great episode for the podcast, but um, let's talk about it. We were talking about why is it that... So, the thing is, you guys, I posed a question for my brother. I said, have you noticed that when guys are ready to get married, the type of women that they tend to marry are nothing like the girls that they date? I, but, but the thing about what she really... like, I, She said that, but it was more so like... So I'm gonna be raw. I said, why do guys end up marrying ugly girls with like no having ass bodies? But even if they do have a body, they're still hit. My thing is, it's not just guys. She's talking about and handsome you know, guys. Yeah. She, 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 when she asked me the question, she said handsome guys. And I was like, cause you know, like, like not pretty girls get married too. So let's not, let's not get this twisted. And I'm not saying every handsome dude marries a, a ugly girl, but I'm saying like, you know, there is a trend. And it's crazy too, because I was talking about this with somebody else the other day, and she posed that question. I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, it's facts. But so the thing is, you guys, I've noticed that this isn't just a trend of like the new millennial. This is a trend that I've seen looking way back, even of my parents' time, all the way till now. I noticed that what I was telling him is, guys tend to marry girls that aren't super attractive or that aren't so up to their caliber because there tends to be this thing where they don't want other guys looking at their girls like lustfully or wanting their girls. I think they tend to go after girls who aren't so traditionally attractive or aren't so what the what the outside world would perceive as attractive because they don't want people to be like they don't want what's theirs to be out there for everybody else, right? And so what they tend to do is be selfish and like, well, I'm going to get her. Everybody else is looking at, at homie like, but why? Like, why is she the girl you're going for? Or even a girl who's marrying a not-so-up-to-par guy who's very attractive women but is marrying, like, a guy who's hit. We all look at her like, girl, are you okay? But I guess what the whole entire thing about that is is that sometimes only you can see the qualities that are in them so you get to have them for yourself some type of like being selfish type thing but it's something that I really 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 have been thinking about because I'm like um no you know like I feel like why are all these really really beautiful women unmarried you know you know what's funny I actually I, I thought about it from a different approach I thought cause you know like I feel like especially if you've been you've been a dude that was like handsome since you were young because you know a lot of people have blow-ups like if you're a dude that you know growing up or like you had game and it was perceived that you were handsome where you were getting a lot of girls and stuff it could be that you know the trauma of dealing with all these pretty girls and stuff or like you know experiences like cheating or like worrying that other dudes are looking at your girl like my sister said or you know a bunch of insecurities could, could fall in line where you just might start thinking 
well, you know what? If I date a girl that's not as attractive as the girl that I would be normally attracted to or go after, I might not deal with these insecurities. I might not have a lot of the feelings that are generated from this. And, you know, a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of it has to do with, you know, PTSD. So I pose this question out there, though. I feel like, is there an intimidation factor of marrying somebody who's on the same attractive level as you? Or even more attractive. Yeah, like, is there an intimidation factor? Like, are you are you intimidated by that type of partner? Like, do, do you feel like, hey, now that she's my, now that she's on my level of attractiveness or now that I'm more attractive than her, there might be a chance that she might supersede me. Is, is there, is there, is that, is that barrier kind of there for you? I mean, for me personally, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like, you know, like a couple of, a couple of girls that I've dated in the past have been what Western society considers conventionally attractive. And, you know, it's been, it's been something that's played a toll on my, on my mental. But, um, I don't think that it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna influence the level of attraction that the girl that I will, will marry in the future is going to be I still want to marry something that's definitely attractive but um her physical attractiveness is not going to be a sole factor in that but um I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not letting that hinder still going for gold so like that's that's not it's not stopping me so when my friends and I kind of talk about the situation we always say timing is a factor like one of my very best friends always say sometimes it's just it's the right person but the wrong time and that can also be a factor as to why people settle for like who is there at the time when they're ready to settle but I always I threw back at her and I was like and eh, I don't think that's true I think you just marry who you want to marry it timing could is only like a small portion of the factor but I want to tell you guys a very interesting story and to the person I'm telling the story about you know who you are and if you're listening shout outs to you so like I've only I've only had one partner. Yes, I'm saying it. One partner in my life. And this partner and I were friends from childhood. Um, we got together in our teens and then we basically rode out from my from our teens all the way to our mid-20s together. Now, this is a story about it being the right time, like I mean right person, wrong time type of thing. Because like we're two people who Western society will consider conventionally attractive. Now, I'm not sure who he's going to be like with in the future or so. so but wait, I wait, you saying it's a clip for him? Like you're not? No, I, I, so, you don't. You don't even got it. You don't. don't yeah, you don't, I, I'm, I'm not gonna put him on blast. I'm not gonna put him on blast. Like I, I would never do that to him. But I, right. but because I don't know what the future might hold. But if he's not with me. I feel like the way he's going about think, saying he's going to get married so much more, like, when he's, like, older or whatever, I feel like what that's indicating is, like, I feel like he might just settle for the girl that, like, is going to end up in his life in that moment, right? And I'm not sure if he has the type of taste that, like, is outside of me, I feel like. <laughs> you know, I don't get any better than me, you feel me? <laughs> okay? Good, I got I'm saying, like, I've noticed some of the guys that I've been speaking to, um, it's a mix, right? So we have, like, a mix of, like, really super attractive dudes, and then we have a mix of, like, 
not so conventionally attractive, but I, I don't even know why. That's the that's the medium or that's the toll that it's going for me. But it'd be really interesting if I don't end up with somebody who's conventionally attractive, considering that the first of my life was conventionally attractive, right? Or traditionally attractive. It's just interesting when you think about it, because it's just like, do we pick partners based off of where we are in life? And if you're picking an unattractive partner, what does that say about where you are in life? And these are the type of questions I like to pose out there for people to think about. Because it's like, we have to also think about genetics. When you're picking an unattractive partner, are you scared your baby or going, your baby's going to have that unattractiveness? Y'all yeah, can't even front that. Some of y'all be thinking about that. Like, how, how good looking is my baby going to be? But like, for all those people out there who took psychology 101, right? We all know like, one of the one of the first things that they teach you in psychology 101 is correlation does not mean causation. Why am I bringing that up in this topic? Well, let me explain. You know, and I'm not, so when I say this, this does not apply to every single attractive being. But, um, you know, in the past, when I've dated some some of the attractive really some of the really really attractive females that I've dated what I've noticed is that they don't have personality and what I mean when I say that is that you know because they've because all their lives they've been told that they look good and all that they don't know they don't really know how to have a conversation and they don't really know how to like interact socially with people like they're socially awkward a lot of the times. Now, this does not apply to every attractive female out there. Just like, and I've also talked to people who've told me, like, on the flip side, there have been dudes who have been really, really attractive, but their personalities is shit. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that people have not gotten time to, like, develop their personalities over time because people have just naturally gravitated to them because they were attractive. So, I guess I guess to the topic of, and not to, like, kind of, like, um, divvy out of the conversation that we're having but it gets to the topic of pretty privilege right so i guess that's really what's interesting about this whole thing because i actually think pretty privilege is one of those things where we don't society doesn't acknowledge other privileges right but we just don't we don't tend to acknowledge pretty privilege now we're pretty privileged meaning the level of the more attractive you are the more the easier society, life is going yeah, to be the for more you. easier the more society the more acceptable you are in society right um, and and attractiveness can range from skin color to how western your features are to how whatever your face yes, is, even to whatever your body type all that yes to whatever society deems to be attractive if you fit that mode uh, you do have privilege and that's what people don't tend to acknowledge and when you don't acknowledge your privilege you don't try to combat it for people who are facing any type of um, any type of discrimination or any type of tribulation because they don't fit a certain mode. Now, back to the original topic at hand about that. What surprised me is that pretty privileged don't tend to work when it comes to marriage, for the most part. And this, we're speaking for the majority. We're not saying that this is something that is all across the board. But I've noticed that, like, for the majority of the people that I've known in the African community, they don't tend to, like, really care about how pretty uh, their partner is or how handsome or how attractive their partner is. For the most part, I think um, that's not something they're caring about. They're talking, they, they look more into quality 
they look more into level of education, they look more into ambition and accomplishments, and they look more into how best the person fits them. And so, like, I guess when they, they look for these qualities, sometimes the level of attractiveness is not, like, something that's very high on their list because, as was mentioned before, um, something we've noticed in society is that most attractive people, right now, all attractive people, we're not going to generalize, but most attractive people tend to have this shallowness to them, right? Where it's like there's a certain level of like expectations that, that they expect you to um, have for them. They expect you to do everything for them. They expect you to hold them up to a certain level of pedestal that they can't come down from. And it's weird because it's one of those things where it's just like, if you weren't so pretty, I wonder how like great of a personality you'd have. Then you also have ugly people who have bad personalities, so it goes both ways, right? Um, I think personality is something that's very unique to every individual. Like, I think it's one of those things where you're either gifted with it or you're not. So, I yeah. mean, even even with the, the idea of um, pretty privilege, it's, it's funny because I feel like some people do acknowledge that they do have pretty privilege and they use it to their advantage, which is nothing wrong with it. I mean, you the universe has blessed you to look a certain way that Western society deems attractive. So in turn, certain doors get opened. And not to like combat it on anything, but it's also annoying. Like, okay, let's bring it more to relatability, right? So I'm gonna try to bring it in the sense of like athletes, musicians. Like I hate when they marry girls specifically for their looks, right? Like they marry girls because they have the BBLs, they have the attractive face, and then get mad when that is all they have to offer. Like, yes, Shorty don't know how to cook. Yes. Shorty is like a bum or like yes Shorty isn't the most brilliant person in the world you didn't marry her for those qualities you married her be solely based off of how she look so it's one of those things where I hate when like men get men of that caliber that married these type of girls get upset when they don't get more for what they've bargained for it's like no sweetheart you definitely went to go marry her because she was pretty because she had these quali- because she had these physical qualities that you were looking for. And now that she's not beyond that, you have to kind of get over it, right? Because now that's the mother of your kids. And you have to deal with it, right? And I also in- inversely also hate when women go after men. Because it's not act like, you know, having money isn't also have isn't also being privileged, right? Because look at this whole coronavirus thing. Like no, we get to really see who the fuck is privileged. Exactly. Like, people with money, right? Really get get a me. certain type of treatment versus those of us who are either middle class or um, low income and class, right? And so it gets back to you women who marry men for their money, then get mad when he's not showing you attention or he's not um, like there, like there's no depth to him. You get mad to that. You get mad about that. But it's like one of those things where, yeah, you married him for his money. He married you for your looks. Like, it's a it's a trade-off. You know, like, it's a trade-off. You, I traded you for this. You traded me for that. It, it is what it is, right? So, like, we have to acknowledge how, like, we make these decisions and how these, these decisions impact our future. 
whether it be our future kids, whether it be our future social circle, whatever, these decisions impact our future. And I hope you would like lack acknowledgement about these things because it's just like one of those things where it's just like acknowledge the fact that you have made a dumb decision and that decision will follow you for the rest of your life. And not to necessarily say it's a dumb decision because if you marry a beautiful person and you guys both procreate and make a beautiful child, that child will now carry on the legacy of what? Attractiveness. So are we really mad at that? I'm not even gonna hold you. Like that everything you like, you know, you, you spoke you spoke a lot of facts. But like as a kid, like, I was shallow. And you know, like when 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 I when I saw like I was I, like I don't know if it was what I saw on TV or whatever, but like I had an idea of the type of chick that I wanted to be with. So like to a degree, I mean, like you know, it's, it's, especially if you're talking like professional athletes who are like starting starting sports when they're real young, like they don't really get to experience life. So like they start meeting all these types of girls and stuff, or they start meeting these types of people that they want to be with. I could see that because for me, I feel like experiencing and going through all the things that I've gone through. And I'm still young. I'm not speaking like I'm some old time head that done seen it all and now I know exactly what I want. But it's like. Now, like, the vision that I had when I was a kid of, like, the girls with the BBLs or, like, the pretty faces and all that, I mean, I'm not saying that I would be opposed to marrying a girl with those things or I am looking for that, but what I'm saying is that, like, my, my, my scope and my view has opened, Cause, and, I could, and I, to a degree, I can understand how those dudes, because, like, who, who doesn't, alright, let me check, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you get me? Like, I'm just like, it's, it's like something that, you know, growing up, that's what we're like told is like, yo, that's what you should be striving for. So like, it also makes to different. It brings me to this. So if you're not what society considered traditionally attractive and you're in a certain community who, which like where men don't really care about that, do you succumb to societal need for saying that western features are more attractive like do you want to now change your features um one thing that i do want to bring to the forefront is i always accuse my brother of being a colorist right like oh, i feel like colorism god. and he's gonna say oh my god and he's gonna be i've dated every color of the spectrum i've dated everything in the rainbow but seriously i feel like colorism is something that's huge in our community and i feel like colorism is something that plays into people making their choice because they feel like the the more that they get closer to whiteness the better that their future kids are gonna um, have it the better they're going to be able to that's a privilege as well the better their privileges are going to be so i always accuse him of being a colorist and only him right there's a lot of different black men in this in our society whether it be the african community the caribbean community or just african-american community where um colorism is very rampant in our community um i bet to different i bring this up i was having a conversation with him about like picking partners in the future the other day i specifically said that i want a dark-skinned male tall of course you know my you see, you know, when she when she does that like that makes me think is it because that because of all the the, the the research and all the facts that that been thrown at you and now it's like nah i'm not a colorist i have to now this is like the more that i want to stay true to my culture like that like when, when you know these are thoughts that sometimes hit me when and we, when i come say, back his thoughts like this i come back his thoughts by saying like 
How can you be pro black? Pro how can you be <laughs> sorry you guys? How can you be pro black and not procreate with somebody of the same color and same tone as you? Like I feel like that's 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 very that's kind of contradictory. You can't say you're pro black and then not want to. He's like, well. Well, just because they're light skinned, that doesn't mean they're they're not black. No, 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 that's not. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. You see, no, what I'm saying is it's not even about like for me. I it doesn't matter the color of the, the girl's skin. If I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you. I've dated girls that are darker than me, and I'm dark. I've dated girls that are like way white. Like I, it's like I, 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 and everything in between. It's not about the color. And I question it. It's Cause I'm like, okay, so you know why my mom even came into the conversation? Cause we both asked him. So we're like, so why? Have you ever thought about why? Are why is that my? That's not even how the conversation started. Okay. But to even to, to defend my point, what I was getting at, and and I and she's failing to mention the fact that I said I would marry a dark skinned girl, and it, what it really comes down to is what I am attracted to right now. You guys see where the problem, where there and the problem lies. All right, but and but moving forward, and let me explain what I was saying. Regardless, there's an attractive female in my building. I'm not gonna say her name. She's dark skinned, right? Like she asked me, would you marry her? I said yes, I would. She's very smart. She's pretty, and she's 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 a state. She's like she has a good head on her shoulders. Like there's no reason why. I wouldn't. Like, am I talking to her? No. Like, but I'm just saying, like, I don't rule you off the table because you're dark skin. Like, and that's how you're trying to make it. Okay, you guys, that's not what I'm. That's like, let me clarify. So he's not. He is a colorist. However, I'm not a colorist. Anyways, I no. My he is a colorist, right? And there's and and there's and there's there's internal. There's internal colorism going on that he does not want to acknowledge which is fine however see this I, is what i hate however, about no. the intro the intro to social no no intro because social. i didn't even learn this no, no, the intro to social no but all right but you went um, to college now no. you think you got like a little bit of whatever you're so this is yeah, what yeah, he always yeah. This is how he tries to this is how he tries to deflect and this is how he tries to degrade people's thoughts okay but hold on let me my thing is i'm not like you feel like i'm conditioned to think a certain way. Because the thing is, I, look, anybody has, where does this quote come from? Even my conditioning has been conditioned. Everybody's, con- everybody's conditioned. Even I'm conditioned. My thing is this. We're though. all conditioned. My thing is so this. So where, where, where's the. But does the condition, but are you still conditioned? And does it still apply if you are aware and are consciously making an effort to go against how they're trying to program you to be? So the thing is, there's always a rebellious streak. I feel like that's it's just not a, But it's not a rebellious streak. That's just my nature. What I'm saying is that I appreciate. I'm not. I appreciate beauty anywhere, and I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not opposed to marrying any race. Like that. That's basically what it comes down to. So if we want to go down called, to the nitty gritty. Yeah. I'm not opposed to marrying any race from anywhere. The only thing that. My, my real criteria for a woman in general is personality and how well we get along. That That is 
the number one factor. You guys. The shorty that I'm going to marry is going to be my best friend. The number two thing is then, okay, like, how stable is she in general? From, because after, yeah, we could get along, but if she's not a stable being, or she's not somebody that's, like, able to, like, raise a family with me, then I can't deal with you. And then all the other factors, like, how attractive is she? Like, if she's willing to split the workload of, like, cooking and cleaning with me and all that other stuff come into factor. But for the most part, like, it has nothing to do with color. What I said I saw myself with was, yeah, I do, like, in, in, in my head, I don't know why, maybe that's conditioned, but when I picture the image in my head, the show is lighter skinned than me. You guys, so he did not want to acknowledge the fact that I'm saying media, not just television, but media in general plays a plays a role in people's colorist thoughts and people's um, colorist decisions that they make in the future, right? In the media, and, and especially in the African movies I've been watching lately, I've seen a whole lot of light-skinned women or a whole lot of dark-skinned women bleaching to be light. And that's a problem because what we should be trying to do is teach more about self-love, self-care. And, and the topic that I actually really wanted to get on is preservation of race and preservation of culture and tradition. Now, I think that maybe I'll give it to by 2050, by 2050 or 2060, right? I think that the world is going to mostly be mixed. And the reason why that's a problem is because I see other cultures, right? And other, I don't want to say race because it's only to me binary, two races, right? Like white and black. But I feel like I there's this. I feel like there's only, only one race, the human race. Yeah. Okay. There's a human race, but in regards to how I the American like color, nation was, color, what color, the American nation color, was formed, there's color is a social there's yeah, color is a social construct that was developed. However, that's what we're kind of living by. So I feel like with that being said, the way that race is set up, I look at it as white and black. And then, you know, now they're trying to add Mediterranean and all these other um, categories into it. However, my, my point still stands, right? I feel like when it comes to other cultures, um, and I'll say when it comes to, for example, Asians, right? Even white people, they try to preserve their race. They try to keep it within the family. They try to not enter, not enter, not like, uh, not interact with other races and not like commingle. Yeah, commingle. There you go. So I feel like what they tend to do is force, like, do arranged marriages and force their kids to marry within the culture. And what that does is it preserves culture and traditions. Because what's to say when we're all gone? What's, what's really, what is it that's going to really say that you were here on this earth if not for your traditions your culture and what so like the importance of preservation of culture and preservation of race um is huge because it helps with um financial stability it helps with um, growing the community and I remember like a friend of mine like and I were talking about this a long time ago um shout out to you I hope you're listening she basically was telling me how like she's really into like white men she's Jamaican 
but like her she's really attracted she's really attracted to white men and in the past she's only really dated white men so once again i posed the same question i posed to my brother i posed it to her i said have you really thought about what your like like why that's your preference like have you really sat there and thought about like why i only prefer white men is it internalized racism? Is it like something that you? Why does every time somebody say something, you automatically <laughs> just go to like, yo, is it internalized racism? No, bro. Somebody no is mad. Somebody's mad. Somebody is mad because it hit a sore spot. Yo, but no, this is the same. I... This is the same girl. Who was you attracted to when we was younger? Oh, all right. Exactly. So, like I was saying, right? Legit, I asked her, I was like, is this internalized racism? Is it internalized self-hatred um, that you have bottled up? Or is this because this is what you've been around your whole entire life and you know nothing else? Because, like, for real, like, she... It's not like she wouldn't date black men. She would. But she's attractive, attracted to white men. Like, what she would prefer is white men, right? And we had a deep, deep conversation about this. And I said... And then there was an Asian male that's her friend that tried to interject and say oh um you sh- we should be able to date and do whatever we want blah, blah blah but then i asked him was he like what is he going to marry in the future he specifically said indian knowing he's indian so then i was like and why because you know his parents um like asking him to marry indian and you know like that's just what he's going to marry but then you're encouraging the black woman to just do whatever she wants all right so now let me let me say something real quick so one of my one of my boys right me and him been having real conversations like i'm not gonna say his name but like if he's listening he know who he is because he's gonna remember this conversation we've been talking about marriage a lot lately because you know we getting older so like that conversation is definitely something that at least needs to be had you know we're talking about perspective possible prospects and all that he was like dating a girl that he had been seeing for a couple of years you know he's 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 african and she's like she's american so like he was he was just like outweighing the pros and cons of like like when he was dating her and then he looks at like even like his family because a lot of his cousins have married africans and he said like almost all of them have ended in divorce and a lot of his other cousins have married like other races and like all of those relationships are still going strong. So, and I told him, like, I see that too. But a lot of the people that were like teenagers or like in their 20s when I was a kid who've gotten married to like Africans, because you know, growing up in the African community, the African church where you live is majority African. Like, you know, you see, like, you just surrounded by Africans and stuff. And like, African community, and like, especially in New York, is very like tight knit. So, like, somewhere or another, if you're African, even if I don't know you, I know somebody who does know you. That's how it works out here. But like, you know, he was talking about, I, I, I told him that majority of the people that I've seen who've gotten married, they've all been like, they're still going strong. Very few that I've seen who've broken up. But to bring, to, to play devil's advocate to what you're saying about tradition and all that, like, if Obama's parents had the same mindset, he wouldn't exist. And to a huge degree, some people might feel like it's controversial. I do believe to a, there is a huge part of Obama's being elected as the president is the fact that he is half white. 
feel like if he's 100% black, 2020, we still are yet to see even like half a black man in office. So I guess back to bringing it back to marriage. The way that I'm thinking about combating this is to put it out there so people know that this is what's happening. Because sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? Or also sometimes ignorance is why people keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. But sometimes when you educate people and you bring them up to par and you show them that this is what you're doing, sometimes it forces people to change. Other times people are content and they stay how they are. So I think by bringing it up to people's attention and letting them know, hey, you guys keep making these choices where it's not conducive to our community. Think that most people will take it to heart and try to find a resolution to it by by staying within the community. Of course, you're gonna have those stubborn ones who are always gonna go outside of the community, but there's nothing you can do about that. What I can do to help my community is stay within my community. I'm Ghanaian, and um, my hope and my will is to marry a strong, dark-skinned, tall, gorgeous, intelligent, educated, just everything Ghanaian male. Right, and so to all the other races out there that was looking at my sister as a prospect, I guess she's already stated it out there. I'm sorry, guys. Thing is that, like, I don't know the future. No, she she said it. She not. Nah, 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 I'm not trying to piggyback. I'm not trying to pussy pop piggyback or do any of that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say with my chest. Go ahead. I'm gonna say with my chest. I don't know what's what's there for the future. However, that's what I want. I want a Ghanaian male. Yo, I'm gonna say. And with that being said, I'm not going to pop back at that. At the end of the day, I think that that's my choice, and I think that everybody has um, freedom to make their own choices. Just think hard about what your choices does to the community, and what your choices does to people around you. I think people don't really sit there and think about how the choices they make impact what the future will bring. And that's something that, like, I feel like selfish people don't tend to think about. Sometimes it's not even about you being selfish, it's just about you being unaware. Now that it's being brought to your attention, I think it's something that you really need to think about. Like, what? how does my choices impact the people around me? How does me deciding who I want to get married to and be with for the rest of my life affect anybody else? So, this is my life, and I have one life to live. I want to marry Korean, I can marry Korean. If I want to marry black, I can marry black. If I want to marry Brazilian, I can marry Brazilian. And, that's and that should not impact or influence what anybody else does or feel. And if it does, I don't care. That's the type of selfish thinking that I'm talking about. So like, you, you, bring in, you bring in a Korean who, first of all, right now, the Chinese people, right? No, 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 no. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna really address this because on side note, Chinese people, Wuhan, you guys, God forbid, I'm not being racist, but forgive me. Y'all brought the coronavirus, right? See, I don't even... Stop, stop. God forgive me. God forgive me. That's what, that's what happened. It's coronavirus came from China, came from Wuhan. It's here. That's what they tell us. Excuse me. Okay. Whether or not that's what they tell us, whether or not that's what they tell us right now, that's, that's what we know. And we can only go based off what we know. And it came from y'all. And at the end of the day, it coming from y'all, right? You guys got eradicated, apparently. Like, you guys are back into, formulated into society. Now, 
to blame the shift on Africans and the way you're treating Africans in China. Like you're kicking them out of your apartments. You're leaving them homeless. You're you're not even you're saying they're not allowed to enter certain restaurants, certain places because you fear that they're the ones that's helping spike up the coronavirus, um, the coronavirus cases in your country. When you guys are the ones that even had it to begin with and brought it to every other country. We as Africans are too nice. So when the Chinese and the Asians, well, Asians in general, come to Africa to settle, we don't treat you guys with hatred or we don't push you guys away. But when we are settled in your country, the the level of anti-blackness that is shown directly to our faces is disgusting. So you're telling me you're leaving them homeless. You're you're not even you're saying they're not allowed to enter certain restaurants, certain places because you fear that they're the ones that's helping spike up the coronavirus, um, the coronavirus cases in your country. When you guys are the ones that even had it to begin with and brought it to every other country. We as Africans are too nice. So when the Chinese and the Asians, well, Asians in general, come to Africa to settle, we don't treat you guys with hatred or we don't push you guys away. But when we are settled in your country, the, the level of anti-blackness that is shown directly to our faces is disgusting. So you're telling me you're going to bring an Asian, specifically a Korean, where I'm not going to say, I'm not going to generalize and say every, but where majority of the people that you, that are there are anti-black, are anti-black, are anti-black. I'm not saying China, I said, and that's what I said, Asian, and I said specifically Korea. But you started, but you, when I mentioned I went to China, I went to China. Wait, wait, slow down. I mentioned Korea, you moved to China. I moved to China because I wanted right, to specifically talk about a current... Not to say... Yeah, I wanted to specifically talk about a current event. Shout out to, to all kind of, Chinese Shout out people. to all the Chinese people that I know too. Mei Ling, Eileen, everybody. Shout out to y'all. I'm saying regardless, regardless, I'm not... And then shout out to all the Asians that I know in general. Y'all know who we are. I'm not being racist, like I said. And that's why I start off with a public disclaimer saying this isn't me trying to spew hate. I'm just putting something on the forefront. The reason why I um the reason why I brought up the Chinese to begin with was just to make an example of a current event of anti-blackness happening within the Asian community. Now he said Korea. So yeah, we're gonna specifically stick to that. But I'm saying within the Asian communities, whether um they're the Asian community in America or the Asian community in Asia, there's a there's heavy colorism and heavy anti-blackness. And I'm saying you're you're thinking about bringing a Korean woman into our household. Well, you don't even know if that if those are her ideals. You don't know, and then Nobody, and you don't know wait, what she's wait, gonna no, implement no, 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 into your kids. Yo, you see, yo, you took this shit. Now I'm gonna take it left. No, because that's what I'm no, saying no, about no, selfish thinking. You didn't even just take it left. You took it left, sideways, upside down, and hit me with a fridge, nigga. Nobody said. Nobody said I was good. That's what I'm married. What I'm saying is I don't discriminate. And that's what I was trying to bring him an example of how selfish that is. Because I'm saying, you don't know how Wait, that person is going to impact your family. Hold on. Now, your understand, family I get and your, your perspective. I get your perspective. But do you understand that by taking your stance as well, all I'm doing is further perpetuating 
what the world is right now. To affect change, you have to be that one to make change. And nobody wants to be that pioneer. Everybody wants to wait. Now, yo, I let you speak, bro. And you just been eating my ass up this whole episode, son. Like, but what I'm saying is nobody wants to be the one to step forward and say, I'm going to be the one to start. I'm going to break the cycle. Because breaking the cycle means that you are going to be looked at weird. You're the one that everybody's going to cast as an oddball during that era. But eventually it'll become the norm. It is like, like the video vixens back in the day. Like if you, Tales of the Video Vixen, Superhead was like, like ashamed back in the day. But now like the things that she was doing back then are what everybody's doing now. Right? She's a pioneer in her own right. That's what I'm saying. Like you, if, you're, if you're the first person to do it, and I'm not saying I'm going to be, if, if, if I marry interracial, I'm going to be the first person to do it. What I'm saying is, if you're the first, if you're, if you're, if you're doing it when nobody else or everybody else is looking at you odd, yeah, during that time period, you're going to get shamed. But in the future, people are going to respect you for it. You're going to get remembered for it. And I'm not saying, oh yeah, I'm trying to marry interracial to get remembered for it because you know all, all, all the notoriety and all that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is, chances are, Having you as an older sister, you know, all the cultural pressures, I might end up marrying a guy. So, what I'm saying is, I'm a dude that I don't try to let things around me, society, or cultures pressure me into how I think and how I move. I'm deeply involved in my culture, I love my culture, and all that stuff, but I'm not gonna let y'all dictate or decide what it is that's right for me. If he don't take this 1999 yearbook saying of be the change you want to see out the out of here, is this fool serious? Bro, okay, yo. so let me tell you something for real, because now homies getting me tight. Listen, at the end of the day, I don't. I want. You, I want. I want. I want the public to know that I'm not against interracial marriages. I know it's sounding, it's coming across like I'm against, no, low-key, high-key, I'm not. I'm not against interracial marriages. I'm not against people going after what they want. I'm just pro-black. I'm pro-African. I'm pro-Ganyan. I just want to preserve our culture, our race, our tradition, and I just want to preserve our people. That's it. So, I can't preserve it by being interracial? So that's the thing about preserving it by being interracial. If you go preserve it by being interracial with a culture that's more dominant than yours, chances are yours easily get washed out. And I'm not even... Let's let's talk about that, though. What do you mean by a culture that's more dominant than mine? I don't view any culture as more dominant than mine. That's the thing about, like I said, ignorance is bliss. And that's the thing about... No, but that's... No, that's, 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 that's... See, now let's go... Let's talk about conditioning. They condition you to mm-hmm. believe that there might be a culture that's dominant or superior to yours. Mm-hmm. That is the condition that's... That's what I'm Everybody is conditioned. And I'm not going to I'm not conditioned, here. though. I don't believe that. It's true. Mm-hmm. You're conditioned. Now, I'm saying You're that... You're conditioned. I'm saying that... The thing, the thing is... I'm saying... I'm not saying that I'm not conditioned. Okay? So, relax. No, I'm no, saying... No. I'm saying that... The thing is... I'm not... And I'm putting in air quotes because no culture he's right or no tradition is more dominant than the other. But I'm saying when you marry a woman, if you as a male, when you marry a woman, anything that you do do to her can always be looked at as it's your fault. Because we as women, we have like this 
kind of dominance in society where we're always looked on upon like, you know, the victim. So if she wants to raise her child in whatever culture she's coming from, if that's how she wants to raise her child, and you want to try to combat that and get all crazy, and she says, oh, you're this, you're that, you're that. Guess who society's going to lean more towards the woman? And that's what I meant by dominance. I See, mean... Now, now let me talk. I'm right. terrifying it. I right. mean... Oh, that's right. I mean right. that... I get that. But let me say something. But as a woman, if I want to raise my child, like, in my culture, I also... I feel like sometimes I have more range and I have more... more I have a spectrum to do that. However, that's where it comes down to sometimes... Um, males getting murdered or women getting murdered. That's what I said. Stay within your culture. This ain't gonna be a problem. No, when y'all get into arguments, y'all not gonna be like, oh, and that's why you come from bum ass Africa or that's why you come from bum ass Dominican Republic. You know no, crazy? You know tell crazy? me so. Wait, but you know what's crazy? Girls have, there's a girl that I, I'm not gonna really say I dated her, but I dealt with her. And she said that to me before. Like, she, she, she talked about bum ass Africa and all that shit. Like, whatever. She came at my whatever, but you know what? That's just, that's neither here nor there. But when we're talking about marriage, I'm not just gonna get up and really, really marry anybody. I'm gonna have to know who the person is. This and like, it's like I said before, how are we match? Personality. There's a lot that takes into account that I'm gonna consider. So she wouldn't even be opposed to me. Like, you know, teaching my kids the culture and all that stuff. Like, that's not, that's not something that, no, 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 you, yo, bro, like, let me finish. So then, it's not even, see, you see, always trying to cut me, and I, I kind of look Relax, finish. But like, nah, like, it's just, she's not even going to be opposed to me, like, teaching my kids our culture or whatever, in a hypothetical scenario. Because honestly, like, I feel like if anything, she'd be just as involved and just as interested in my culture as I would be in hers. Okay. Now let me pause. Because I'm an extremely open-minded person, so I'd marry somebody that's open-minded as well. Cool, and that sounds all like like lilacs and rainbows and cherry on top of the ice cream. Whatever. Cool, cute. I'm asking a question. What's the definition of evolution? I don't know until. My God, answer the question as being who's you. What is the what is the definition? I know what it means, but I don't know the textbook and the thing definition. Is, okay, we're not asking for the textbook definition. We're asking for the urban de- de- Our audience is, I'm, I'm assuming, predominantly urban. So what's the what's the definition of evolution? The thing is, why can't you just... Like, you doing I. The textbook definition is the process by which different kinds of living organisms are thought to have developed and diversified from earlier forms during the history of Earth. What's the second definition? The gradual development of something, especially from a simple or more complex form. Point is that nothing is ever like the same. Nothing is ever simple. Everything becomes complex as time changes, right? Just like people, just like things, things, things change. To me, the basis of evolution is change. Now, you might have met her being open-minded, might have met her one way, being the type of person that's going to be down for you to do whatever and that goes for somebody within your culture too this problem doesn't only stop at somebody that's a different culture than you these problems can arise within somebody that's in the same culture as you as well I'm not saying that that they're um, free of this criticism as well however I'm saying with picking a partner you cannot be like oh I'm going to know you because no you know me as what I am today who I am tomorrow might not be who I am today 
So I will evolve and definitely eventually change. And if I change and if I decide to change my mind once we get married, that, hey, I don't want to raise my kid in this culture. I don't want to expose my kids to this. You can't be mad. And so I think that that's the yes, danger. I, I know you can't. And yes, I think I that that's the dangers that people fall into, right? They, oh, I know this person. Oh, this, da, 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 da. And then they make the mistake of going down this path with that person. And then it don't play out like how it's supposed to play out. And it is what it is. I feel like that's like, things aren't always going to play out the way it's supposed to play out. But it comes down to sometimes being in the same culture, being in the same tribe, being in the same, those type of things simplify sometimes your problems. I'm not saying you're not going to have problems. You will have problems as every marriage do and every marriage does. But I'm saying that your problems will now not be beyond the 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 the, the spectrum of culture and, and tradition and all that. Now your problems is gonna be whether it's financial or something, it's gonna be something of that nature. Right? And that's something that I feel like can be solved as opposed to let's say if you marry um, excuse my language, but I'm gonna use like white and black, right? Because it's just, I feel like something that we're all so familiar with. Let's say if a white man marries a black woman and deep down inside he married her because he was fetishizing after her. It wasn't real love. Like it was more like he just wanted to taste that. He just wanted to be around that. After a while he gets tired and he realizes that she's not the girl. He doesn't really want her or whatever. But now they have kids, right? So now, that white man who has, and he's not a recovering racist, he's not, he's still racist, right? He still has his ideologies, whatever, and but now he has kissed by that woman. What he's what that does in turn, he's teaching that child how to hate his mother's race and him half of himself or one-fourth of himself or whatever. And that brings the problem of sometimes inbreeding with people who don't really like you. Like you know, sometimes you bring in kids and then now the kids don't like you and they don't like your culture and they don't like this, that, and that, and that. So I just feel like that's a problem that people don't like to address. Listen. And let's address these things because it's hard to address it, but hello, that's why we're here. No. Ladies and gentlemen, open your ears. Listen, bro. Like, I hear all of that, but this is the reason why and there are people like you in every single culture that continue to perpetuate these ideas and this is why people in different cultures behave the way they do <laughs> no it's facts though like I, there is a Korean you spewing the same shit to her Korean brother <laughs> across y'all the hear this fool? no like it's y'all facts hear this yo fool? it's the same and this is facts though pardon my language but this fool is out of his mind bro are you crazy like, are you dumb? Are you Ed, bro? Are you an idiot? Are you, yo, bro. I'm not this, doing this with you right now. Bro, it's done. It's not. I'm it's not done. doing this with you. Bro, like, no. well, I'm, it's no. fact, though. Think no. about it. Like, no. the, idea, no. the idea of... And that was, like, a unique scenario. I don't think that's 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 what's going to happen every single time. He doesn't understand how often that happens, right? No, I'm it's not saying... It's a unique scenario trying to make about it sound it, like it's I'm not, isolated. I'm not out here, like, no. you know, sending out... Sending out surveys to people who are in those type uh, of dynamics to understand if that's what really occurs all the time. We really don't know what happens in people's uh-huh. homes. Even, even when they do all these sample surveys and all that, they're just, like... They're not even all the way accurate. But what I will say is that the overwhelming majority of every culture, society, and demographic and grouping 
that has these mindsets that you do are the reason why these things are going to continue to happen the way they do. It should not matter where you're from. All that, because honestly, like I said, all these lines that have been drawn, all these barriers that have been created are social constructs. This is so that people can understand better. They put, they put definitions and numbers to things so that it makes sense to them. But in reality, we're all the fucking same. It's just that I was just born on this region of the planet and you were born on this region of the planet. Your skin color may have happened to come out a little lighter than mine, but we're all the fucking same. We all have the same organs. I mean, if we're getting into like specifics, maybe there's mutations and birth defects and all that, but we're not getting into that. I'm talking about the average person is born with the same organs. It's social conditioning So that like, has you thinking this way. So my brother has this whole kumbaya philosophy. Oh, we're all the same people. One people, different colors. One people. That's cute. But let's get to the bottom of what we're trying to talk about. I understand that it's social construct, but this is the world that we live in. I understand he wants us to be the change that we want to see. However, the reality is... Is that every other culture practices this, staying within the culture except for ours. And we need to take accountability. And I'm not even playing into respectability politics or I'm not even um, playing into group economics. Or I'm saying we need to take accountability and start staying within our culture. Now, we're going to bring it back to the flip side of marrying somebody who isn't like the, tradi- isn't like the people who you traditionally date. So... When you're younger, to up until you're ready to settle down, you're normally dating women that are like more attractive, um, more acceptable in society. However, like we said, when you're ready to settle down, you end up marrying somebody who it's not totally opposite, but just isn't really on the line of the women that you've dated in the past. I just want to say, bringing it all around and back together. I think that you should marry somebody that you love. I will pray that that person is attractive, but then again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And what might be traditionally attractive to me might not See be now, she, she talking about, I'm talking about all this kumbaya. I feel like marrying for love and love alone is stupid. Oh yeah, love ain't gonna pay the bills. Well, I agree with that. I'm saying, no, I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. Now don't get it twisted. Like he bugging. Now he's trying to make me out here to be look like a simp and saying, oh, you should just marry for love. That's not what I said. I did say you should marry somebody that you love. I didn't say only for love. So he needs to clean his ears, get the wax out, and listen. All right. I'm not saying only marry for love. Get the however, wax you didn't even say nothing. Yes, I, I said did. For love. No, I said so, marry. I didn't say marry for love. I said marry somebody that you do love. Alright, but all right, it's not like you mentioned anything else. No, saying because I'm saying, okay, but I, I would expect that the general the general public that we're speaking to is intelligent enough to know that you're not only married for love. However, if I need to be more clear, because there are some people who will misunderstand that, I am not here saying only married for love. Do not just sit out here and only married for love. If you do that, then you are, you need some help. Yes, you, you, you've got problems. However, I'm saying do marry the person that you love. However, the person that you love, I'm pretty sure it's going to have the qualities of wife material or husband material of what you're looking for. So, therefore, what are we really talking about here, bro? My thing is, and that's a, that's a good thing, that's a good topic to get into, what is, what is good spouse material? 
I feel like this fool's trying to like get off the topic of. No, no, no. It's interesting though because you brought it up like white and material husbands. What's no, I just said of what what material? is good or what is good husband or wife material to the individual getting married. So that means that it's very individualistic, right? So for me, a good husband material is somebody who helps me grow. I help them grow. Who is my equal, however my superior, however I'm also his superior. Meaning that there are there are things that I am superior to him in and then there's things that he's superior to me, right? So I feel like I also want, in terms of intellectual capacity, I want somebody who's either more intelligent than me or up to par. I don't want somebody who I have to teach you everything. That's not somebody that I want to be around. I don't want, also, I also don't want a man that I have to raise. I want a man that was raised properly by his mom. So that therefore, he can help raise my kids with me. What if he doesn't have a mom? If he doesn't have a mom, I hope that whoever was in his life raised him to be an upstanding man. And a man nonetheless, not a boy. Because at the end of the day, just because you don't have a mom, that doesn't mean that you still can't be raised to be a man. So I just want a man, like I said, that was raised properly, have same intellectual, um, have same intellectual uh, capacity or even higher than me. I want a man that helps me grow and I help them grow. And I want a man that is a protector, provider, and a spiritual man. I want a man that's God-fearing. Above all, if he doesn't have any quality, I want him to be God-fearing. I want a prayerful man. I also want a man that pushes me for my goals and is not intimidated by me. Because I feel like what happens is, mostly, y'all, y'all, men nowadays, and I'm not even going to generalize, but most of y'all men nowadays, you guys are intimidated by a strong, intelligent woman who wants to go after what she feels like she deserves. Like, you guys are intimidated by a woman who wants to be a doctor, a woman who wants to do the same job you want to do. You're intimidated by her because you feel like, hey, she's going to feel like she wears the pants in the family. But however, I am pursuing a career where I know I'm going to make a lot of money in the future. However, I'm, I'm never going to forget that my husband is the head of household. All right, I'm always going to give him the respect that it's he not, deserves. It's not about, it's not about us fearing. It's even and and yeah and peep if y'all want to y'all can rewind this whole episode and go back peep throughout this podcast how whenever I start to talk she starts to dominate she doesn't even want me to get a word out it's 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 things like that that make us fall back bro I'm like you know what if you don't even want me to like express my ideas or express my thoughts or even be who I am like. Why should I even continue moving forward, B? Like, that's, that's so weak. See, that's yeah. weak. Even now, I'm talking and she's cutting me off, calling me weak. But it's not. And, like, back to the definition of the dude, you just described a BET-ass dude. Like, a dude straight out of BET. Like, <laughs> Is this so serious? Type shit that you see. Yo, like, okay. That, like, diary of a Mad Black Woman. He was a dude that came in out of nowhere, saying that and all that. That's the type of dude that you describe him, God fearing and all that. What I'm just saying, and you know, that's that's cool. Like that's that's what you want. 
what I'm saying is like we're not intimidated. If anything, we want we want girls to be ambitious, successful, and hardworking. The idea that's is, cute until the girls actually doing it. No, like I, and, I, and, I, and my if brother. Anything, if anything, out of out of out of like out of I would say ninety to ninety five percent of the girls that I've dated have high, are, are either pursuing. My brother is a unicorn. Is pursuing higher education. He's a unicorn. Or has had a degree. He is a special case. Education. He is a unicorn. He's a special case. I said most men, right? Meaning, I'm not general. I'm not saying every man. I so like, I feel I like, like most of my friends, most of the people that I call friends. That's a small percentage. The, that's a small percentage. I feel like what I've noticed, like we said in the beginning of the episode, this is a trend. A trend of men who they tend to be intimidated. I feel like it's a trend of things I've seen in majority of them ever since college. Like, um, I used to be a part of multiple student organizations and we used to run, you know, like programs. And these are some of the topics we used to come up to. And from taking polls, you see that most men do want their women to be making either less, significantly less, or just right at the cusp of what they're making. So, yes, like I said, he's a unicorn, my brother, and him and his friends are unique and different. I mean, some of the men that he might probably know are different, but I'm speaking about the trend that I've seen, right? And this is something that I think that we need to stop being intimidated by strong, powerful, ambitious women who make more than us and actually encourage that for us to, you know, kind of work with them and push ourselves to also kind of reach their levels and stuff like that. So, I mean, to conclude this, once again, I think that we should marry people that we love marry people that exhibit wife or husband qualities that we are looking for. Um, however, the whole marrying somebody that is traditionally not as attractive as you are, um, I would love for us to throw that out the window. Because if you do end up marrying a, tra- a traditionally attractive woman, you should just trust her to know that she's with you and that she's not going to be able to be swayed. I mean, that's ideal. But, you know, just because you marry an ugly person, that doesn't mean that's going to go your way. So I think marry who you want to marry and not for any type of insecurity. By the way, shout out to Issa. I think you guys should go check out Insecure. You know what's funny? I was actually talking Oh, and to, to any to any strong, independent woman that's getting her own. If you single, shoot it, shoot it my way, boy, because I'm looking. I'm not intimidated. It's funny, I was talking about Insecure the other day with one of my friends. She's actually a doctor. And I told her that scene, and this is a spoiler alert, that scene. So if you don't, if you haven't watched Insecure and, you don't, and you're don't, and you planning on watching it, you can skip over this part if you don't want to hear it. But that scene when Issa cheats, I actually hate that show now. Like, I, I hate that show with passion. Like, that shit brings up so much PTSD, bro. But... So, unshout out to Issa. I mean, you might, Issa, you cool and all, but unshout out to you. And do not check out that show. Because that show is, it's, it's, it's just perpetuating what, I mean, it's real. Like, it, it is real life. Shit like that really does happen. So, I respect that. But, like, it perpetuates toxic behavior. And, like, and, and like my friend who I was talking to about it, she was talking about how, like, if you're married and you cheat, she was upset that the dude left. That he should have just fought it out and stayed. I'm like, are you crazy? 
And she goes, no, like if you're in a if you're in a marriage or a, di- a dynamic where you see it going further, you guys should work it out. And I'm like, that's bullshit. You shouldn't work it out. Like, especially if, and you know what? I feel like a lot. But go ahead. You shaking your head no. So the thing is, I hate double standards. Like when it's a, a man that cheats in the marriage or a man that cheats in general. That's the same shit she said. Women are women are That's the same shit women she said. are are like kind of looked into society to stay and to work things out. I didn't but the thing is, but I however I the double standards really that I don't the think that women should stay. Okay, I, like I don't. Leave. I don't think women should stay either. But I'm saying majority majority of society as a whole expect women to stay and to work things out. However, when it's a man that cheats, it's oh no, this can never work again. Are you dumb? Are you like, crazy? If you, are you are you an idiot? Are you crazy? Are you Ed? Are you stupid? Bro, it's yo. The thing is, point blank period. Cheating is not end all be all, and it should not be end all be all. Even though that is one of my biggest pet peeves and that is my deal breaker if you cheat on me go be with her that's it because it means to me like i'm just not the person for you and that's fine i feel like sometimes we need to face reality that person is not the person for you whether you like to believe it or not that's just how the that's just where you know the the clock sways sometimes Like I said, that's my pet peeve. But in life, there's things within a marriage that's worse than cheating. And I think there's things in relationships that's worse than cheating. And I'm not saying that that means that you should be taking your man back 50 billion times. No, you're dumb if you keep doing that. And I'm going to say that I don't care if you feel insulted. Stop taking him back if he cheated 50 billion times. He doesn't respect you and he doesn't respect himself. Go out there and find somebody who respects you and loves you and love yourself, sweetheart. Love yourself. Sweetheart means sweetheart means man and woman. I'm not just speaking for the women. I'm just saying, regardless, right? But you said him. Yeah, I said if okay, if he or she, and by by me saying him, I meant to say he or she. If he or she cheats 50 billion times, they're toxic. They don't love you and they don't love themselves. They don't respect you and they don't respect themselves. Whatever they're doing to you is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So you need to get up the strength and walk away and love yourself enough to know you deserve better. So me, that is a pet peeve. I, it's a no-no. The minute you cheat on me, I'm out. I'm outie. I'm, that's it. I'm not looking back. It's over. However, I'm just saying... That that whole ideology of men saying, oh, if a woman cheats, I'm out at the second of it or whatever. Keep that same energy. I'm, I'm challenging you to keep that same energy when you cheat and she says she out, bro. Don't, don't you dare tell her. That's it. No, keep that same energy and understand she out too. Do you know what's crazy? Women cheat way more than guys do. Of course we do. So like, I mean, I, I've never cheated, and shout-outs to me, and shout-outs to the girls out there that's never cheated. But I've never cheated, and I'm not out here condoning cheating. However, I do know a lot of my friends who have cheat, cheated on their partner. Partners and gotten away with it. foundation if you guys have not agreed on anything then there should be no expectations 
because expectations lead you to get hurt. But if you guys have established certain expectations and have established things to be a certain way, and then somebody crosses that line, by all means, at least for me, I'm out of there and I'm not waiting around. And I don't care what nobody says about no double standard or nothing. Because we set a couple of boundaries and you cross that line. How can I trust you? And and what but what I what I what I did say to her though was if you tell me that you cheated, because her reasoning was that girls might be afraid, girls might be afraid to express the fact that they have cheated, so they won't tell. I told her if if a girl ever cheated on me, and mind you, if my future wife is listening and you and you take this as a reason to go cheat. Best believe I'm dipping. But I'm just saying, if a girl ever cheated on me and she told me that she cheated, I consider not leaving, depending on how serious the dynamic was. I consider it. But if I find out that you cheated and you don't tell me, it's 100% that I'm leaving and I'm not even considering shit. I don't give a fuck what you gotta say or anything. It's over. But there is saving grace if you come to me. Now, I might leave. Yes. Maybe that's something I can't walk away. I can't walk with. But you leave the option open of me staying. And I feel like whether dudes will admit it or not, for sure he comes to him and tells him versus him finding out, he's more inclined to stay. At the end of the day, honesty is the best policy, so I agree. If you come to me with the truth, then we have a lot more to, I guess, try to work out than if you try to be some sneaky sneaky ass piece of shit and try to hide what you did. Because then it means that, like, you know, deep down inside, you knew what you did. was. If it's a real mistake, then you will really fess up. If it's something that you planned it out with your wicked mind, then you won't be so whatever. Now, I want you guys to listen to the song. It's Mint Condition. It's called What Kind of Man. I think you need to... I think you guys need to go check it out. And I feel like just... It's, it's lit. But that just concludes our lit-ass podcast. Let, let us know what you think. Email the Gold Star Podcast with any questions. If you have any comments or you want to strike up some conversation, we are definitely uh, open to your thoughts. Um, we will respond and if anything if anybody wants to be a part of the show you can email me at the gold star podcast at gmail.com questions comments you know want to work together whatever and like i said any ladies out there successful whatever hit your boy up shameless